This is a story of why my 87-year-old grandma called me in a complete panic, thinking she was going to jail. This is Financially Fit with Coach Hill, the podcast where you learn to train your money like a pro athlete trains for success. I'm Coach Hill, personal finance expert and money coach to the NFL. I took everything I've learned from coaching pro athletes over the last 10 years and founded Financial Footwork to help you become more financially fit, find your success with your money, and live the lifestyle you want with the money that you've got. So why did my grandma call me in a total panic telling me she was going to get arrested? By the U.S. Marshals, no less, if she didn't go to the bank and get money right away because she had committed fraud. (laughs) When I heard this, I kind of chuckled. I said, Grandma, that's fake. She didn't believe me. She genuinely thought she was going to jail for fraud. Now, let me preface with my grandma leaves her house for three reasons. The grocery store, to get her mail, and to go pick up her prescription. Never in her wildest dreams could she even think of committing fraud, let alone actually do it. So I'm sure you're all thinking, yeah, this sounds pretty scammy. Well, unfortunately, this is the real world that we have to live in today because scammers get smarter by the second, and they are very, very good at getting Americans to pay them money. There's a lot of ways people are being scammed out of their hard-earned money, and more keep popping up every single day. So let's talk about it. In 2021, according to the Federal Trade Commission, $5.8 billion was fraudulently obtained from people in the U.S. alone. $5.8 billion of money was frauded out of Americans. That's insane. It's a major topic and we just do not discuss it enough. So today I want to talk about the types of scams, what you can expect and how to identify them, and how you can protect yourself and your family members. So let's start off with my grandma's story because, you know, elderly targeting is a real big thing. First and foremost, My grandma probably gets a scam phone call a week about how they are going to put her in jail or they are going, they need her to go write a check because she did something she wasn't supposed to. Now, the most recent one she felt was really real. She was actually pretty shaken up for a couple of days because they told her her address, what kind of car she has, and that they knew what bank she banked with. Really scary how much information they had on her. And they told her, you need to go down to the bank, get a cashier's check and give it to us now. Now, when she called my dad immediately, because we've told her if anything like this ever happens, you call dad first, her son. My dad picked up the phone. She told him what was going on. He said, don't go anywhere. It's, it's fraud. It's not real. She was convinced they were going to come to her house. She was genuinely scared. This is something that scammers are very, very good at. They instill fear in the people that they are trying to scam out of money. If they don't get what they want by being nice, then they start using fear tactics or ways of scaring people to get their money. Couple other elderly targeting scams outside of just calling, getting their phone number and calling them is the dating scams. You've heard about these where they fall in love with someone online and then start sending them money, whether it's gift cards or small checks or money orders. The other big scam that I've heard about right now that is happening is the Publishers Clearinghouse scam. Now, most of us millennials and Gen Zs have no freaking idea what Publishers Clearinghouse is. But let me tell you, it's something that the older generation, boomers and older, actually use. And it's where you enter to win whatever from Publishers Clearinghouse, right? The million-dollar winner. Well, my grandma got a call from Publishers Clearinghouse. It really wasn't Publishers Clearinghouse. And they said that she had won a TV and that they needed her to mail in a $500 check for shipping. She actually believed them. She went down to the bank and wrote the check. Thank God for the bank teller because they asked my grandma what that check was for. And when she said, I want a TV from Publishers Clearinghouse, the bank teller told her no. And is there anyone in your family we can call? They immediately called my dad. 
She was so disappointed that she didn't win that $2,000 TV. I said, Grandma, if you want a TV for $2,000, why are you going to pay $500 to ship it? She went, oh, yeah, you're probably right. And again, it's targeting people that may not know better. And the elderly is the easiest form of targeting for scammers. So that's one form of scamming. That's a, a targeted age group via phone calls and fear tactics. The one that millennials and Gen Zs are living with right now are the modern day Tinder swindlers. All right, guys, if you haven't seen Tinder swindler on Netflix, go watch it because this guy, I'll give it to him, freaking genius. Um, He's crazy. He's absolutely nuts, but he's a damn genius when it comes to money. He swindled out $10 million. He swindled $10 million out of women in Europe by convincing them that he was in love with them and that somebody was after him and they took out thousands of dollars in credit card debt to help this guy. And he just kept playing the next girl, the next girl, the next girl, the next girl. And each girl that would pay him money, he would use that money to take the next girl out wine and diner. And then he'd do it again and again and again. This man had a line of cute little blondes all through Europe that he was swindling. Crazy. Well, guess what? It's not just in Europe. I was at the hair salon. I live in Boise, Idaho. I was in the hair salon the other day talking to my new stylist. She's adorable. She told me she had the same thing happen. She started dating a guy in New York. Apparently, dude was a brain surgeon. She background checked him, and he really was, um, or his alias was. And he, about three months into the relationship, told her that he was he was going through cancer treatment. He needed money. His mom couldn't help him. His mom got on the phone and started convincing her that he needed help and that she should send money. And she immediately went, no, nah, I'm good. We've been together for three months. Like, I'm out. That's not happening. Funny enough, it came back around about a year later. So this was a while ago. came back around a year later that this guy had swindled hundreds of thousands of dollars out of women in the United States that he'd made fall in love with them, told him he had cancer. They sent him money and then he disappeared. Crazy what people are willing to do. So those are targeted scams towards dating sites. Now let's just talk about the generic full-blown scams that go on every single day, the fraud that occurs every moment of every day. Now, our phones are getting better at recognizing spam calls, but it doesn't always catch it. They still get through. However, as scammers get smarter, we have to get smarter. I had a client who I've been working with for a while now. I'm going to give you guys an actual like real life story. This happened three weeks ago. I have a client I'm working with right now who just paid off his last collection to clean up his credit report. We've been working on this a while. Super good stuff. He got a call from the collection agency. It actually showed up on his phone as the collection company that we had just paid off. And this person was acting as an agent on behalf of that collection company. Well, they called him and said, immediately out of the gates, I need you to verify your social security number because we're about to put a collection on your credit report. And he went, what? So he started asking some questions. He goes, well, what collection? Who owns it? How much is it for? And they kept going back to him and saying, we need your social security number. We need your social security number. Within about two minutes, he knew exactly what was going on and hung up the phone and blocked the number. The issue is he knew because of all the conversations we've had that if someone calls you and asks for your social and they're saying they're a collection agency, collection agency is never going to call you and ask for your social. Neither is the IRS, social security, the government. No one is going to ask you for your social security number over the phone on a random call. It's not going to happen. So for this particular client, he had already paid his collection. He knew it was paid in full. They continued to threaten to put it back on his credit report after he said, well, I just paid it. So they were backpedaling. They had enough information about his collection to try to make it look legit. And it wasn't. And this is part of being a good scammer is being very clever and talking your way into getting what you want out of people. Now, 
In this case, my client's info is protected. All is good. But if you have collections, those are public record, which means people can see it. People can see you have a collection. And if that collection isn't paid in full, scammers can use that information against you to try to get personal information out of you so that they can wreak havoc on your personal financial life. So collections, that's one thing that people can use. And it's all based on phone calls, scammy phone calls. That's just one example. I could go to a million, but I won't bore you. The other two I want to make you aware of are, (laughs) I can't even say this word, smishing texts. It's like phishing, smishing. I'm probably not even saying it right. I know what it is because I get them all the time. You probably get them too. I get about one a week. And usually it's about my Netflix or my Amazon account and how they've been disabled. Anybody else have those? Yeah. Gotta love it. A smishing text pretends to be someone you're doing business with or you have an account with, and they're saying it's been disabled. They ask you to click a link to reactivate your account. Then you type in your name, you type in your user ID, and you type in your password, and you have just given them access to all of your personal financial information. So now they can log into that Netflix or Amazon account, pull your credit card information off, your billing addresses, your phone number, other email addresses. And basically, it's just a way of getting people to click and give them their information so that those scammers can turn around and use that to open credit cards, take out loans, do all the things. Phishing emails, like smishing texts, same concept. Uh, Phishing emails do the same thing. It looks like a reputable source is sending you an email. It's got a link in it. You click it and boom, you've given them your information. So instead of calling you and trying to get you to give stuff over the phone, people are doing it via email and text now. So if we know that $5.8 billion worth of fraud is done in the United States every year, and they're saying 2022 is higher than that, um, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau hasn't come out with their official number yet, but they're saying it is probably over $6 billion post-COVID. How do you protect yourself? How do you protect the people you love? How do you protect your wealth? It all starts with having conversations. If you don't know what the current fraud, scams, all of the different things that are happening in the world are... You need to make yourself acquainted with those. You need to look at what your banks are putting out there as fraudulent right now. Um, I see it all the time from my banks. Hey, people are calling our clients and saying that they're the bank. It's not us. Pay attention to what is out in the news or at least Google it once or twice a year to know what the current scams are so that you don't get caught in one. There are some very legitimate scams, especially targeting business owners, offering them grants, offering them loans. There's a million different ways scammers can do this, and I don't want to go into all of them, but it's all about educating yourself first and then having the conversations. So if you know what the current scams are, and someone calls you and tries to get your social out of you, you know that you shouldn't be doing that. But having those conversations with your family members is key. My dad and I tell my grandma at least once a week because we want to reiterate to her. She's 87 years old, guys. Not everything sticks. Like, and that's okay. That is normal. But we tell her, if someone calls you and you're not sure, hang up the phone and call us first. Don't give them credit card numbers, bank account numbers, full legal names, addresses, phone numbers, social security, or email. Hang up the phone. We have this conversation with her every week. You need to be doing this with your parents or your kids. Uh, changing passwords. Second, let's talk about the second item. Change your passwords. That's a great way to protect yourself. If you have had a compromised password or you're using services that tell you a password has been compromised, go change every single one. It's not worth having your information compromised if you can just change a password. Easy. Reminder number three, the IRS, social security, the government will never call you And ask you for your social security number. If someone ever calls you, collection agent, it doesn't matter. They will never ask you for your social. It's a huge red flag. Hang up the phone. Don't answer it again. Now, number four, how to protect yourself. 
Don't click on things you don't know. If you get a text message and you said, oh, shoot, my Netflix account's disabled. Instead of clicking on that text message, go to Netflix.com, call their customer service and make sure everything's good. Also, you can just turn on your TV, click the app. And if the thing's still working, chances are it's probably a scam. But if you're unsure, always start by going to the website, calling their customer service number and verifying, and then handle your business over the phone. Because when you're calling Comcast, Amazon, Netflix, any of these reputable companies, that customer service number is right on the bottom of their website. They, if they need something from you, you can verify it before you click put in your password and your, com- your information is compromised. All right. Last but not least, this is my last tip for protecting yourself against fraud. Slow down. This day and age, everything moves so fast. TikTok videos have trained us that after seven seconds, if we're not entertained, we move the hell on. You cannot handle your money that way. Your money has to be a slow process. If you're fearful of something or someone is causing you to feel stress about, give me your social, your account is in default, we're going to disable you, we're going to stop your debit card, breathe, breathe. Take a minute and call the appropriate contact, business, whoever it is. Don't click on links you don't know. Do not put your password into anything that isn't the site that you normally log into and make absolutely sure that you slow down and read. If you see that an email address doesn't have the right amazon.com on and it's like us.amazon.ur, chances are it's fake. So making sure that you're just slowing down, reading, seeing if something is legit or not. And if you're still not sure, pick up the phone and make the call. Because fraud is everywhere. And with $5.8 billion worth of money being taken from us every year, in order to protect our wealth, we have to follow these steps, educate ourselves, talk about it, change our passwords, make sure we're not clicking on anything suspicious, and slow down. If you want to jumpstart your financial training with me and train your money like the pros, go grab my Ultimate Beginner Budget course, which will help you track and manage your money for the next 12 weeks, just like a financial fitness program. So come train with me. Coach Hill. See you next time.